Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium. Welcome to Performance Hub with Dean Evans. Welcome back to Whispering Loudly. I'm your host, Rachel Evans, and today it's a Performance Hub episode where I'm thrilled to have back Coach Dean Evans. Dean, welcome. Thanks for having me here again, Rach. So today we're going to talk about being caught in the habit trap and how that can show up and play out for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things people need to understand is that when we're talking about habits, we're really discussing behaviours. You know, the things that we do on a daily basis uh, that are designed to deliver a consistent outcome. Now, what are some of the habits we all know about? Brushing teeth, getting dressed, packing bags to get kids off to school or getting ourselves ready for work. So when we're talking about habits, what we're talking about are behaviours. Willpower. Where does that show up in the topic of habits and how we display this? Yeah, well, willpower is the manual override of an automatic system. What does that mean in easy language? That simply means that uh, to try and make a change through willpower actually means you will have to utilise, expend more energy than you would actually like to do it right? So it gets hard. Now, the thing we need to understand about the human body as a system is that energy is not a finite resource. We do not have energy in an unlimited supply. It's the reason why sleep is so important, right? So that we get to replenish our energy. But if we're trying to make habit changes, merely using willpower, you know, as the lever to create that change, it will feel hard it will feel heavy and we will revert back to what is an easier behaviour or an easier habit to complete. And of course, that will be what we've done in the past. And as that old saying goes, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So if we cannot change our habit or we simply choose to try and change a habit through using willpower, we're dooming ourselves to fail. So how do we make positive change that sticks then? Yeah, fantastic. So the first one is to understand the trigger right? What's a trigger? Trigger is the very first part of a behavior, a system, right? That is going to lead you towards a a specific result. Use brushing our teeth as as an example, right? For most people, what's the trigger? Well, you know, it's either going to be you hop in the shower in the morning, that's your trigger to brush your teeth. Or when you get out of the shower, that's trigger to brush your teeth. When you finish a meal, that's your trigger to brush your teeth. Or in extreme case, when you run your tongue across the top of your teeth and you can feel those little furry bits, that's a trigger (laughs) to brush your teeth, right? Same thing with any particular habit. We need to first become aware of what is our trigger. What is the very first piece of information, the thing we see, the thing we hear, the thing we feel that makes us go, right, well, we need to make a change here. You know, I've worked with physical trainers, health coaches in the past, and, you know, the thing I feel is I feel a, a, a tightness uh, of my clothing around my body. That's a trigger, right? That That is bringing an automatic and unconscious behaviour, i.e. consuming too many calories and not expending enough energy to conscious awareness where I can now go, okay, something needs to change. So in that situation, for me, what's the trigger? What's the first thing I do as a habit? Well, I will put my clothes out that I'm going to exercise in the next morning out the night before. So it's one less decision I need to make the morning of starting a new habit, exercising regularly and routinely so that I can just 
complete the first step of the new system, the new habit, which is put my exercise gear on, right? It could be something as simple as here's another one that works, right, for changing a habit. If you want to get up earlier in the morning, if you want to approach your day, you know, say you want to wake up an hour earlier, don't go for an hour earlier. Just wind your clock back 15 minutes for the first week. So you get up 15 minutes earlier, but move your phone, right? If your phone is your alarm and it's right next to your bed, put it at the end of your bed where to turn off the alarm, you actually need to get up and out of bed. That's a new trigger. That's a new pattern. That's a new behavior. That's the beginning of a new habit. Now, then we want to imply, we want to invoke just the power of three, right? Do that for three days. Set your alarm clock earlier for three days. Put your phone or your alarm either on the other side of the bed or at the end of the bed, somewhere that means you have to get up to turn it off. Do that for three days, right? Then do that for another three days and just test and measure yourself on how many days in a row you can keep that new behavior going. And over the course of time, and people have said it takes 21 days to form a new habit, that's actually been incorrect. In a book called Tiny Habits by BJ Foggy, showing you can create a new habit in as little as five days, right? Consistency is key. Why? Because our behaviors are the product of our habits and our disciplines. Habits, what we do. Discipline, when we do it. How do we put this into a, a workshop scenario? Well, if your team do wonderful things while you're there, they work incredibly efficiently and productively while you're there, but when the cat's away, the mice decide to play, then what do you know is that they may have good habits, but they don't have great discipline, which means when you're not watching, they fall back into their habits of productivity, their habits of efficiency, not the ones you want. So what do we get to work on there? Their discipline. How do we do that? By having checkpoints along the way, ways to measure the effectiveness and the efficiency of the new habit, the new behavior, the new systems of operation. I trust that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think to give another context on the business side of things, we hear lots of shop owners say that they're just too busy to sit down and review their financial position, for instance. So while that's a belief and a story, something that could change that pattern is as simple as we'll make the appointment in your diary every week. Yeah. So the, the biggest downfall, the biggest error the biggest problem that I see with so many individuals when they want to implement something new is they try to go too big too soon, right? They set themselves up for failure. As a previous athlete, I find this a lot. If, if I decide I'm going to exercise and, and, and you know, improve my, my physical well-being, uh, I will overestimate what I can realistically achieve in a week, right? So if I set, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to exercise for 40 minutes a day, seven days a week, but I end up exercising for six days and 32 minutes. Well, mentally, I'll consider that a failure as opposed to going, well, what if I just set myself for three times a week, but I get a fourth one in there? Hey, that's winning. And you're never going to find time. This is the whole thing, right? You know, we, we know that uh, Parkinson's law says that, um, uh, you know, the time available to complete a task or the task will take all of the time that we set aside to complete it. So, you know, there's 168 hours in a week, more than enough to get everything done because there's plenty of people on the planet that are achieving more than you are right now with the same amount of time. So it's a matter of priorities, which is probably another podcast. But if you, uh, if you want to create the habit of reviewing your finances on a weekly basis, 
then begin by simply setting aside 15 minutes, 30 minutes once a week to get that done, right? That's still going to leave you 167 and a half hours to get everything else done in the rest of the week. There is enough time. You know, the, the, the statement, or as you said, the belief, I don't have enough time is just an excuse. It's, it's not a reason. It's just an excuse. And as Jim Rowan famously say, if you really want something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Great advice, Coach Dean Evans. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Great to be here, Rach. And if you'd like some more high-performance coaching in your life, we've got dozens of episodes of Whispering Loudly that are Performance Hub episodes. So go into your podcast app and search Performance Hub Whispering Loudly to find our previous episodes. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whisperingloudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team.